lost dog. A lobster-colored Englishman in a black-and-white soccer shirt clapped and began to sing, Tsunami! Tsunami! A posse of Germans were twenty yards away. Patrese ran over to them. Move! You gotta move! Hey! One of the Germans clapped him on the shoulder. Chill out, man! There's a tsunami coming! Tsunami? Tidal wave! The Germans looked out at the ocean. The water was a carpet of azure as far as they could see. I don't see no tidal wave, said the shoulder clapper. They all looked at Patrese with a sort of benevolent wariness, clearly bracketing him as slightly demented but probably harmless. It's coming, I tell you, Patrese insisted. Whatever you're on, man, can you give me some? Please, leave us alone now, said one of the German women. Patrese opened his mouth to say something else, but the Germans were already turning away from him. He kept moving, telling everyone he could find, leave the beach, go inland, get somewhere high. Some people packed up their stuff without a word and did what he said. Some ignored him or feigned incomprehension. Some, the smart ones, took off to other parts of the beach and began to spread the word. A white crescent on the horizon now, awesome in its grace and beauty. For a moment, even Patrese stood spellbound, watching as the crescent began to grow. Then he ran. Behind him, the tsunami reared up an angry cobra of seawater. It flipped a fishing boat over and swallowed it whole. Urgent voices round Patrese, a dozen different languages and all saying the same thing. Move, run, keep going. Katie was standing at the entrance to the hotel wearing one of Patrese's t-shirts over her bikini. Her hair was tousled and her eyes were still bleary with sleep. What the hell's going on, she said. Patrese grabbed her without breaking stride. Move, come with me. Franco, what the fuck? Just do it. He had to shout to be heard above the roaring. The tsunami smashed through the swimmers who hadn't managed to get ashore in time and raced up the beach with murderous intent. It was every monster from every nightmare bundled together and made real, surging into the hotel, devouring whole rooms in seconds, tearing husbands from wives and children from parents. Water all around Patrese and in him, holding him up and dragging him down. Water does not strive. It flows in the places men reject. Chest and spine pressed vice tight and harder still, a balloon expanding from within. Bubbles around his head and ringing beyond heart thumps in his ears. Air, life itself, scurrying away into mocking oblivion. The camera's aperture of consciousness closing in, light shrinking from the edges, dim through flashes of jagged crystals. Thoughts slowing, panic receding, resignation, acceptance, dulled contentment, blue-gray flowing around, sounds gone, and this is how it ends, this is it. Just let go and slide away like falling about in a green field in early summer. Then suddenly the water went out and the air came in. Coughing, spluttering, frenzied inhaling, 
man's reflex to survive. Patrese opened his eyes and saw that the tsunami was gone, pulling itself back out of the hotel and down the beach. Bodies span like sticks in the surge. Patrese felt a wall at each shoulder and realized he'd been pinned in a corner, facing away from the beach. Blind chance. Anywhere else in the room, he'd have been swept straight back out to sea. From the dining room upstairs came voices, giddy and shrill with relief. Patrese climbed slime slippery steps and looked around the room. Two dozen people, he reckoned. The quick ones, the lucky ones. Katie wasn't among them. New Orleans, Louisiana. It could have been very romantic. Private room.